Hey loves, my name is Afani and this is the Afani Be Gentle podcast. So I was scrolling on Twitter a couple weeks ago and I saw one of the most disturbing tweet threads. Um, When I say it was disturbing, like it truly was. So I kind of wanted to come on here to share the story. Um, It's not something that I went through personally, but the person did ask for people to share the story about it. So here we go. I want to jump right into the story because I feel like people should know that things like this does happen and how we as women should protect ourselves in this situation or situations like this. So here we go. I want to tell everyone who will listen about what my ex did to my child and I throughout my pregnancy. This family that we were creating was what he stressed he wanted so bad. After his initial reservations, I had given this man so many chances to leave and constantly asked him to do so if this is what he did not want. And he never did, forcing my child and I to suffer the consequences. There are many triggers in this thread, so please prepare yourself for what you will read or hear. I ask that you please share my story because the man that has done this to me has not been arrested and will prey on others at his leisure. He has taken no responsibility for his actions. To start off, my boyfriend at the time inserted abortion pills into my vagina under the disguise of oral and digital sex the morning of February 20th, 2022, when I was 17 weeks pregnant. At the time he inserted the pills, I was unaware as he covered my stomach completely with my comforter and made sure that it was extremely dark in my room. He asked if he could blindfold me to spice things up for sex, but I said no because I was uninterested. I immediately began to experience what I later found out were the side effects of a drug called misoprostol, a pill the doctors give to women under supervision to assist in abortion or labor. As he lay next to me in bed, he began to start the the pills. I began to have chills then extremely terrible cramps that led to diarrhea and later the leaking of my water. I had assumed at the time before my water began to leak that I was experiencing food poisoning because the night before he had taken me to a Korean steakhouse for dinner and I assumed that the meat I made for us did not agree with me. I called on my OBGYN constantly that day specifically before I even began to experience leaking and they had agreed that it could very well have been food poisoning as this man lay next to me he watched me experience what was later confirmed to my doctors to be contractions he knew exactly what he had done and why I was experiencing what I was experiencing and watched me sit in pain and confusion He told me then that we should try to get some rest. As my fever began to spike, he went to sleep and, or at least pretended to. I took Tylenol as instructed by my doctor and was able to finally get some rest. When I woke, I noticed he was awake and alert next to me. He told me that his parents had told his sister they wanted him to go back home. For the past two weeks, at the time, he had been living with me. 
He told me and my family that he told his parents I was pregnant and they had kicked him out as our cultures did not necessarily align. He is Middle Eastern, Pakistani to be exact. This was one of the reasons I was told that our child would not be accepted into his culture. Neither would I. For some reason, in my gut, I didn't believe he truly told them. After he told me what I had felt was a lie, that his parents wanted him to go back home, I asked him to pack all of his things immediately and leave my home. He began to protest and ask me if I was kicking him out, and I simply stated that I didn't believe he ever told his family uh, the truth about our relationship or our pregnancy, and I was tired of dealing with his BS that day. He began to linger and said he wanted to come back. He sat on the floor, began crying, but acknowledged that he in fact never told his parents the truth. I later learned he only wanted to come back to make sure he was successful in terminating my pregnancy. In the two weeks he lived with me, he got so close to a large part of my tight-knit community. I didn't know at the time, but this was a tactic that was used so he wouldn't be suspicious and the suspicion wouldn't point to him. He never expected that the misopresto would not dissolve, leaving the only culprit to be him. He finally collected all of his things and prepared to leave. The last thing he said to my face was that he loved me and the baby so, so much. Around 9 p.m., I called him and told him that I was no longer interested in being with him. I felt as though he was a coward and I was not going to tolerate any more lies. I had broken up with him, told him we were done, and the only thing he kept asking me was, how are you feeling now, over and over again. I couldn't understand why, because at the time, for some reason, I felt a bit better. I had rested and thought that the food poisoning began to subside for the most part and didn't mention still feeling ill to him once. I later realized it was because he wanted to see if I had miscarried yet. Right after I got off the phone, I began to feel more gushes of water leave my body. I had a few tiny leaks a few hours prior, but was told by my OBGYN that could be natural from diarrhea, pushing my body to push discharge out. I was worried, so I rushed to the bathroom and wiped. After looking at the tissue, I saw one hexagonal pill. I was unsure of what was happening, so I wiped again, and on the napkin, there was another pill. I kept wiping and found nothing else. My sister came into my room and looked and asked what it was. At the time, I was in such shock, I couldn't fathom the reality of what I was seeing. I immediately asked for her phone and searched for images of abortion pills that could be inserted vaginally and saw that they had the exact same shape as the two that came out of me. At the time, I had never felt so much pain and shock in my life. I knew that moment he had put those pills in my body that morning under the skies of sex. I called my OBGYN once again and disclosed what I had found. She told me to immediately come into labor and delivery. As I was rushed to the hospital, I couldn't cry or focus on the reality of the betrayal and the pain I felt. I did everything I could to calm myself so my baby wouldn't feel my distress. I couldn't come to terms with actually losing what I had wanted so badly. I prayed and I pleaded with God in hopes that 
in some miracle, my child would be saved. We arrived at the hospital with the two pills that I had found concealed in a Ziploc bag for the doctors to look at. My doctor did a speculum test to confirm whether or not the gushes of water were in fact amniotic fluid. She immediately confirmed it was and because of this prognosis of my pregnancy was not good at all. Because of how early I was, she constructed the pills and said she would have it sent to the pharmacy for inspection on what they were as they had been courted from being inside of me. I was also sent to the ultrasound to see if my baby had enough fluid around her. I went to ultrasound and by some miracle the results came back that I had not seemed to lose much fluid at all. I was told that the body keeps making fluid. Essentially, it's mainly baby pee that builds up over time. I was asked if I wanted to terminate my pregnancy because I was still ruptured and was told that this could easily become infection to me and the baby leading to sepsis. I had decided not to terminate my pregnancy and I wanted to see if the leaking would subside. I wanted to hold on to what seemed to be a miracle. It was very rare because sometimes when there's a small hole in the amniotic sac, the sac could reseal. My doctor told me I was lucky, but I truly believed it was God. My doctor got back to me and confirmed that the pharmacist believed the pills had been misoprostol or another pill that was considered birth control. The doctors did confirm that the symptoms I had experienced throughout the day lined up with being given mesoprestol. With all the information I was given, I was numb, but I was also afraid for my life that he would come and find me. After being so patient, charming, and calculated, I could not put anything past him, past this man that had done this to me and acted as if he was the perfect partner. He always made sure I was eating, helped me put on my shoes when my belly began to get bigger, always gave me the tiniest, most enduring kisses, spoke of looking for a ring for me to propose before my due date, buying a townhome. He told me he loved our daughter more than life itself, got closer to my sister, my best friend, my best friend's boyfriend, sat with, down with my parents in regards to his plans to marry us, told me he couldn't wait for our little family while, all the while, planning on killing what had already formed into a baby human. I reported the incident to the police and handed over the pills for proper analysis as they would be able to decipher exactly what the pills were in the crime lab. I still haven't gotten any word back. I texted him while I was in the hospital and told him that I had gotten an abortion and wanted to have a kid with someone who was a better fit. I prayed he'd buy what I was telling him and wouldn't come looking for me to check if the deed had been done or to see if he was successful. He told me he respected my decision and wanted to be there for me. The same man that said this child was his reason to keep living so easily said, I respect your decision. No fight, no nothing. When I told him it had been completed, he asked me to tell him what they did 
for the procedure immediately. Then he asked if he could come see me and I told him I had a build of bleeding and was in the hospital with my mom. The hospital part was true. I was in the hospital for days being monitored for any more leaking or infection that would quickly lead to the death of me and my baby. I stopped responding and he immediately stopped sharing his location. He never actually called my mom or sister to check on me. I know then, or I knew then, he was suspicious of being found out. The police then called him to the station to question him and the next thing he did was get on social media and ask for book recommendations. He began to try and act like everything was normal, even though that was not a normal response. Actually, it was extremely suspicious itself. The next day, he posted himself on Twitter and Instagram in front of his sports car to give the illusion that he was going on about life normally and didn't do anything he was accused of. I have, I have been guessing you know, if you're not right in the head, then that's what makes sense to you. Especially when you were told you lost your child the day prior and your ex is in the hospital, possibly hemorrhaging. As crazy as the story gets, it gets even worse. One day in December, I searched through one of my prenatal bottles to check to see how many more I had left before I had to re-up. I had noticed a smaller hexagonal shaped pill that didn't look like the others. Naively, I s assumed the shape was a some type of manufacturer malfunction. I didn't take it seriously because it didn't look like the rest, but I didn't question it any further. After finding the two pills of the same shape that came out of my body, I had later put together that this man had been switching out my prenatals throughout my pregnancy. At the time, I had originally noticed this pill in December. I was about eight weeks pregnant. He had had many opportunities to switch out my prenatals because he was left unsupervised with them numerous amount of times. Nothing I thought twice of because I never ever really suspected him that he could do something like this. This was one of probably my most wildest nightmares. There were two separate occasions when most, when the amount of my prenatals left over in my bottle did not add up to me. I thought again, this had been a manufacturer oversight, but it wasn't. When I found out I was pregnant and I said I was keeping the baby, he had essentially lost his shit. He was upset. He told me he didn't want the baby and he'd leave me if I kept the baby, even resent me. Then I told him that I was done and I broke up with him. I made it explicitly clear that I was not choosing him over my child and did not need him in the slightest. He began to cry over the phone and kept asking if it was over. I said, absolutely. A couple days later, he came back to me apologizing and saying that he wanted our family and that he was being a coward because he was afraid of how his parents and family would react. He began to beg for my forgiveness and said he'd show me that he wanted to be in our lives. I was a bit uneasy, but agreed to let him try a decision I will regret for the rest of my life. About two weeks later, he told me he 
had made a smoothie from home and had one of his spiritual leaders pray over it. He asked me persistently to drink it and finish it all, constantly checking to make sure I drank it all. I faked as though I was drinking it and ended up throwing it out as soon as he was out of my presence. And at the time, I did question his intentions. A couple days later, he asked me if I started taking the gas pills from his culture to help with my severe gas problem. I told him I was uncomfortable taking it because at the time, I didn't even take Tylenol. Late in December, he came to me and asked if he could be the one to administer my pills. I asked him why and said no at first because taking them took a second and I could do it myself. He told me that he felt like he wasn't doing enough for me and wanted to be more involved. At the time, I wasn't thinking he'd switch out any of my pills already, so I agreed. There were days where he'd drive from his house directly to mine for the sole purpose of giving me my pills. Then he'd leave, sometimes pour the pills into his hand and put it directly into my mouth without me seeing them, telling me to just swallow it quick so I wouldn't dwell on swallowing it. He did this for months. When I was 12 weeks, we were told that my daughter was diagnosed with an encephalitis. Well, I cannot say that word, hemorrhaging, of the brain that was formed into a sac. They didn't know just how bad it was because she was so tiny. I was devastated but decided to continue with the pregnancy because I was determined to live and take care of my child regardless. I found out a couple days ago it was due to an external interference by the geneticist at John Hopkins. She told me the interference had to have taken place when the baby was still forming between six to eight weeks. Nothing else about the baby suggested that her genes were the cause around the six to eight week time frame. I had experienced a bleed, but was told it was normal, so I didn't think much of it. My doctor now believes that this was the first time that my sac had ruptured. I had another bleed on February 1st, 2021. There was one gush of blood fluid and nothing else. I didn't know at the time, but my water had broken again, and then it had just kept resealing. Somehow, on January 31st, he persistently asked me how I was feeling, and I didn't get why, because at the time, I was not complaining. That day, he came to administer my pills. My child's father poisoned me and her for months in hopes of her death, all while acting like the ideal boyfriend, switched out my prenatals, physically inserted abortion pills into my body, and, for, and from what I believe, drugged my food as well. We dated for a year and four months before the physical assault occurred in February prior to that we had went to elementary, middle, and high school together. On April 9th, at 24 weeks, my water completely broke. Test my doctors ran continued to come back negative for amniotic fluid. We assumed my baby was pushing on my bladder, so I was sent home. Two days later, I was admitted for very heavy bleeding. I had lost all my fluid, and there was no more surrounding my baby. On April 21st, 2022, my daughter was born, and the same day, her death certificate was signed. Her birth... I was told was caused by constant interference because she didn't stand a chance at the at a prosperous or a healthy life 
too much of the brain had been compromised from all the abortion pills I was fed throughout my pregnancy. To this day, I still have no I still have no idea how many he has given me. I feel a way that I cannot put into words. I was in labor for 17 hours. I held her for as long as I possibly could. I spoke to her and I told her how much I loved her and I pray for her and I pray that I can be with her one day, which I am so sorry she had to face and endure all of that within me. It was not fair and I wish I could protect her, could have protected her. Somehow, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I pray that somehow, some way, some justice will be served to the man that will know that one day he will suffer the way that I have suffered. Again, I legally cannot confirm his name as my legal team has strongly advised against it. This is one of the hardest threads I ever had to read. I think that to think that someone that you love or someone that you were building a life with would poison someone like this and murder their own child and practically practically get away with it literally makes me sick to my stomach. In times like this, people have become so desperate to get their way that they will literally sacrifice you in order to achieve their dreams. Women, we must be careful who we welcome into our lives, our space, our bedrooms, and our bodies. No matter how long you've known someone, you can never truly know them to their depths until they want you to know that side of them. I truly pray for her to learn how to heal and love once again and be able to find someone who will truly love and cherish her someone who will never compromise her body life or the life of her future children this way someone who will understand her trauma and guide her to healing and not breed on it thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the afani be gentle podcast i pray that you find healing and strength and understanding. I'll see you guys in my next one. Besitos.